Greetings and welcome to One Frame, a conversation about art with hosts Alejandro and Michael. You are listening to CFCR 90.5 FM in Saskatoon or streaming live around the world on cfcr.ca. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook on Frame Radio. Our guest for tonight is Michael Peterson, owner of Boyd Gallery. Boyd Gallery is reopening in a new location in Saskatoon. So welcome, Michael. Thanks for having me, Alejandro. It's um, it's good to be on this side of the microphone tonight. Yes, it's great. It's great to have you here. We are going to be talking about the Boyd Gallery, and I would like you to tell us a little bit about the background and the history of Boyd Gallery. Well, sure. Void, Void started in 2012, and we started to really address an issue for emerging artists that there wasn't it was hard for emerging artists to get a start in commercial galleries. The reality is, is that commercial galleries want an artist to have a sales history. But in order to get a sales history, you need representation by a commercial gallery. And it was something that I had encountered after graduating from the U of S with my BFA in 2009. And I guess we just got to a point where rather than complaining about it, we said, well, what could we do? So we opened this gallery and it was open three days a week, two nights and a weekend and two nights and a Saturday. And it was really intended to start to create a space where artists could have their first commercial show and a space where artists could develop their professional practices, where if an artist came in and their CV wasn't really polished the way a gallery would want it to be, or they didn't really know how to frame their work in a way that someone would purchase it, we would work with them rather than sort of saying, hey, come back when you're ready. And so we were operated like that for, well, the past three years. But during that time too, after a year, I had the opportunity to uh, go away to Emily Carr and work on my master in design. And so coming back now, it's been this interesting process of sort of taking a bit of a design approach and we had this period of the last four months where we haven't had a gallery space and it's really given us a time to start to think over what the approach is and how we're serving that community that we started out to serve. So who were those first original artists that you approach uh, at the beginning of the gallery? Are they going to be still with you or they just moved to the next level? Oh no, we've, that's some, that's a good question. It's something that we've been working on, which is simultaneously, how do we grow with our artists? And at the same time, how do we still remain accessible? So yeah, three years ago, when we first opened up, we put out a call and we've always from the start been active in approaching artists who we wanted to work with. We've in those three years shown the work of at last count over 60 artists. So we've done a pretty decent job of getting out there and reaching that community. But what we started to realize is that there is a core of artists. And as we, as some of the artists that we've been working with have developed, we have artists that we want to show on a regular basis. Our, our grand opening, the show for this is Sandra Noss, who's been an artist who started with our first small work show back in 2012. And she sold out that show. And we had another show shortly after and did well there. And it's been really nice to see her progression as an artist. But what we're, what I'm starting to notice is that artists like Sandra, they're at a certain level and they're developing and she, her work is developing and I would say improving as it develops. And I've have a few other artists that we want to show on that regular basis too. And then we we're starting to take a step back and say, we do a show a month. Sometimes it's a solo show, but usually three to four artists. But what it's starting to do 
is to leave less of a space for the emerging artists. And whereas before we would start out and take artists at a, you know, a fairly emergent level, we're developing enough uh, mid-career artists that we don't need to do that anymore. And so part of when I talk about the design approach, part of it has been sort of starting to say, okay, but how do we simultaneously grow with these artists and provide a space for these mid-career artists, but at the same time still remain open to emerging artists? And so part of what Void has become is an understanding that it's not just a gallery space, even though the initial issue that we set out to address was there isn't a commercial gallery space for emerging artists. What we decided is that we want to get to a point where we don't have to turn artists away. And that doesn't mean an artist is necessarily ready to show. There are We do still get submissions from artists whose work is not at a level where it is commercially viable in as much as I don't believe that if we put it on the wall and put a price on it, someone's going to buy it. And that's not a judgment on artists. It's simply where they are at in their career at this point. But we started in sort of thinking through how we can support artists. What we started to think was, is there a way of us helping them? And so we're developing programming in the new void space. One of the things that we were looking for is that it's not just a gallery space, but has an attached workshop. And the workshop that's attached, the common space, is actually twice the size of the gallery. And we're going to be running a series of workshops. So not just the gallery, we've been developing this programming around it that will support artists in their professional practices. Everything from workshops on how to write a CV, how to apply for a grant with artists who are currently doing this, or gallery, other uh, gallery directors or people that are knowledgeable in these areas, but also skills-based. You know, we're going to be teaching printmaking workshops or hopefully other areas that might not get covered under the curriculum at the U of S as it, it's a, I enjoyed my time there, but there's a limit to the breadth of practices that it can address. And so the idea is then if an artist comes and they're not ready for a show, can we then say, Hey, but we do have these programs that you could, that could help you to get ready to have a show. And one other aspect of that too, is that we're going to be opening up spaces for critiques so that we can have group critique nights to help artists also, especially those who didn't go through school, who don't have the built-in community that comes with that to start to develop an artistic community of people who can help them to develop their practices. That sounds like a very collaborative uh, process and, and engaging with, with between uh, the gallery and the artist, which is, uh, I think, unique to, to Saskatoon. And congratulations to do that. Uh, it will benefit a lot the community. Uh, and with that, uh, do you feel that, that uh, the community here uh, is ready for that approach? Do you feel that the community here will, will support uh, the artists and the commercial space that you're opening, reopening uh, for, 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 for the next uh, 20 years? Goodness, I hope so. But yeah, I, part of this has been an active faith, I would say, in that I believe that there is that kind of community, but we'll see if, if I'm correct about that. And part of it's been about understanding that in some ways you have to sort of present it because I, it's sort of the kind of thing where for someone who isn't in the art community, it can be hard to understand what we're talking about. You know, when we're talking about a collaborative space or a space where artists can start to show emergent work, if you're not, you know, an artist yourself, you probably don't know what that means. And so let's build it. And then see if there's sort of that response rather than sort of trying to 
you know, get sort of pre-sell tickets, so to speak. Um, it's more about this is what we're doing. These are the kind of artists that we have. This is the kind of work we show. Are, are you interested in that? And it's also for the community too. then this idea that one of the ways to make art more accessible is to allow a broader community to become involved in the arts. So as I said, Void started out to support emerging artists, but the other half of that project was to open up the accessibility of art and to help more people to enter into uh, a relationship with art. Because we're a commercial gallery that largely focuses around selling, which is which is fine, but well, again, when we started, it was a fairly narrow approach to saying, let's work with other businesses in the community. We have, we're working with Duran's Footwear or Optica Eclectic Eyewear. You know, we have these businesses that show our art and it's this way of people seeing the art in a context in which they're familiar because crossing that threshold into the gallery can be intimidating for people because there is this perception of galleries as being sort of exclusive in the way they operate. And so if we are showing art in a community space, it makes it that much easier for people to see the work. But again, in sort of taking the step back these past couple of years and saying, you know, really, how do we accomplish that goal? One of the best entries to making art or to appreciating art is to make it, you know? So there's, to me, I think there can be this perception that only like a select few people, you know, are artists when most people are quite creative in in their everyday lives. And we make creative choices every day in terms of how we represent ourselves and how we keep our home and, you know, those kind of things about our lives. And so it's been sort of saying, can we start to democratize this a bit and allow more people in? The reality is, is before I took a printmaking class, I didn't know what went into a silkscreen or an etching or any of those processes. And when you start to understand it, I, I, I buy prints now. I never did before, you know, and it, part of that's just because I understand the process and I'm connected to it more. And when I look at my own art, I know because I have the privilege of being in the position I'm in, I know every artist whose art I own. But it's about creating a bit of the story for people too. Even if they don't know the artist, they know the process or they can connect with art in a different way. That sounds exciting. And and with that, when the emerging artists stop to be emerging, this is a, a very uh, evolving question. And, and I think we have spoken privately about this and you mentioned that this is a, a gallery that it will be focusing mostly on 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 emerging artists and but also you want to grow with them so when would you stop working with them uh, when they leave or will they when they leave that phase of be, being emerging or 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 they take a different path or or when when would be when do you see that Emerging is not emerging anymore, and 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 the prices are not affordable to be shown in the gallery. What is that's a very uh, difficult place to put you here, but I just, no, no, I'm just okay. curious about about that sure. relationship. Well, to me, that is something that we largely let um, the public decide. We will show an artist until their work is, like you say, at a price point in which we're no longer the correct venue for them to sell at. At the same time, just as we build relationships with our artists, some of our buyers build relationships with them too. So 
I remember when I was speaking with Bob Christie when I was first starting out and he said, you know, you grow with your artists, you know, you, you start with emerging artists and as they grow, you grow with them. And like I say, we're, we're trying to put in a plan so that as we grow with some of our existing artists, we stay accessible to create, continue to create a venue for artists who are emerging to build into this career. So I guess I would say we're, we're going to keep working with our artists until it makes more sense for them to go to a gallery where you know, the average price of our work might be higher than ours. At the same time, it's possible that as we grow, people, our audience might become a little bit more, might become, you know, we more might educated. develop an audience. Well, just we might develop an audience that um, is open to the higher prices. I don't know. And so, like I say, it's something that sort of, we'll sort of, we'll work with artists until it doesn't work anymore. And at the same time, if an artist feels like, they would be better represented by a different gallery at a point in their career. We're more than happy to, you know, support them in that transition. It, it's like I say about supporting artists and developing a career, not trying to keep artists for ourselves. The other point I would make along that line too, is part of the idea behind creating a program of workshops and more of an educational program is to create an opportunity for the mid-career artists to develop supplementary um, income and to start to develop their teaching careers so that the one thing about art is that it can be very volatile you can you know sell a lot of work in a show and then have another show where work doesn't sell and when I've talked with a number of the artists whose works are very tied into the idea of making like potters or ceramicists or printmakers where it takes a certain physical a certain physicality to make the work they speak about the vulnerability that they then have to injury or illness and that, you know, if, if they break their, their arm, they can't make, you know, the ceramics that they made anymore. And so it's about helping them to diversify so that they're less susceptible to those types of interruptions to their career. For us, it's about trying to figure out how to meet people where they're at, you know? So for mid-career artists, the reality is, is there's still, there's a lack of opportunities for them too. So to the extent that we could help with that, great. But let's also create opportunities where they could also help us to support the emerging artists. You know, it, it starts to become a bit more of a community again. That's a good approach uh, and it's much needed in, in the city. So in these changes, in this transformation that uh, Boyd Gallery have uh, coming through at this specific time, I know that it started with different partners. Are these partners also being involved in the new, in the new Boyd Gallery? They're still involved and they're still supportive of the gallery, but this is becoming more of a project that I've taken on myself. It be, sort of grew to the point where we wanted to take a chance and see if we grew and if we really built it into the space that we wanted it to be, to see if there was an audience and a reception for that. I think what can start to happen sometimes when you have a group is that in order for, the gallery's not going to support three people right now. And my partners weren't in positions where they could take part-time careers right you know they're both in full-time careers so they weren't in a position where they could we could each take you know a third a two-third time one-third split or something like that and so it made more sense for me to go into this full-time and really devote the time to it that the gallery needed I think before we were always stretched to try to it was a nights and weekend gallery you know it was what someone referred to once as a passion project you know it was it was something we did because we believed in it but there was compromises that came with it. And so now it's about doing what we really could envision it being and sort of seeing if that will work. And it 
made more sense for me to take a larger role in that with my partners as supporters in this new venture, um, rather than us again to try to keep splitting things, you know, down the middle as it was, because it wasn't fair to keep putting that onto their full-time careers. You were on 8th Street, you talk about uh, a larger space, you talk about uh, a larger workshop space as well. Uh, there's a physical change of the Boyd Gallery and, and how would this space look like? Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, the, the name Void came from the fact that, that we were literally down in a void. You know, we're in the middle of a basement where it was quite frankly hard to find us. And it was a great starter space. And it allowed me a year in to go to school, you know, because the costs were low enough that we could take those kind of liberties. The new space in Riversdale, so we're on Avenue B. The address itself is 312 Avenue B. We're just off of 20th Street on the block in between the farmer's market and uh, 20th. So, you know, it's we're in a space of fairly good foot traffic and certainly a more pedestrian neighborhood than 8th Street was. What we started to realize is that we, we needed to be in a community that supported local and supported the type of business that was. Uh, Riversdale's becoming the arts district in Saskatoon. It's, you know, we're within a block of BAM, within a couple blocks of paved and AKA and storefront. And it was just this idea of working with others in that community and starting to develop a community around art, like we're talking about. And then, so let's go join them there. You know, they've started a good thing and we want to be part of that. And it was, and it's putting us in a position where there can be walk-in traffic. We're in the basement of a small building on 8th Street. We weren't having walk-by traffic, you know, now we do. And trying to see if, again, now that we're more noticeable, no, now that more people will see our sandwich board and see our building at least, you know, will they come in and sort of experimenting to see what happens there? It's a great location as well. Uh, there's been a lot of conversations about uh, how this this location is attracting a lot of people. Nuit Blanche is there. Right. Uh, you've been involved with Nuit Blanche in the past with some projects with uh, Jay White. That's right. And also he was, uh, you brought him in into the gallery for some workshops as well. And other artists that have traveled from the, from the East Coast and the West Coast uh, to, to your gallery, are you, do you see the gallery continuing this uh, type of connections with artists that are not from Saskatoon? Yeah, I think it's important. And in as much as we're talking about local, part of that supporting local is also bringing in outside voices as critique, as a reminder that we are in a particular place and we see things in a particular way. I think what was really great about bring, about having Jay and Monique and Prophecy and Darren. What was what was really nice for me, and I think for others who came out to the events, is that they reacted to things that are our everyday in a very different way, and they saw it with fresh eyes. For, you know, to what extent in each situation that was helpful, it was challenges are ingrained perceptions. And I think, too, art communities can become insular. Art is something that a lot of people find inaccessible, and I think what can happen is that you start to speak to those to whom it's easy to speak with, to those who get it, you know? And so artists tend to speak to other artists. I mean, I go to almost any reception and I know most of the people there, which is amazing and great. And I love it because I can just show up and have people to talk to. But as someone coming from the outside, I remember how hard that was because I was the person who didn't know everyone else there, you know? I think what's really important too then is helping our artists. If you're going to build a career, you're almost certainly 
not going to sell or show your work only to people in Saskatoon. It, art's the kind of thing where to develop a career, you need to start to build it into a national level kind of thing. So then let's bring in people from other cities who artists here can learn from, from their perspectives, from their practices, as a way of cross-pollination and as a way of, again, supporting the art community by helping people to learn from them. What was important to me about those projects was they weren't just presentations of art, but they were residencies within the community, and there were community discussions in each one that were open to the public so that you could ask questions, so that you could become involved. And within with each of the artists, too, I worked to set up meetings between them and artists in this community to start to build some bridges in that way, but again, to create opportunities for that cross-pollination. So when is the grand opening and what do you have planned for this grand opening and who would you be inviting and which one you mentioned an art exhibition that is going to happen that time? If you want to talk a little bit more about all that. Sure. Uh, the grand opening is January 15th. That's a Friday night starting at seven and we'll sort of stay till for as long as people stay. You know, usually we put a limit on these things, but not for the grand opening. And speaking of community, we're partnering with AKA and Paved, and all three galleries are holding receptions that evening to create the opportunity for an art crawl between our spaces. That'll start at 8, so if you'd like to come out a little early, you can start at Void, but regardless, uh, stick around. You can see the first exhibitions of the new year for all three galleries, and really taking quite a lot of art that evening. Come on out. We're going to be using both floors. We'll have our print studio. It's getting set up as we speak. It should be in good shape by the time of the grand opening. So you can start to come and see this workshop and community space as well. Like I mentioned, it is a, we want to build this into really a community space. We're calling it the Creative Commons. And it's this idea of creating a co-working space for artists, designers, and other creatives with this notion that the needs for creatives are often different than, you know, say, the, the 220 and the way they run a co-working space is a great model to build on. And we're providing, rather than a business space where, you know, you have those tools, we're providing, a, you know, large tables. We're providing space that can get messy. We're providing the artistic tools that you need to create and sort of that sort of creative sandbox as it was. And so we really want that to become a community space too where people can uh, purchase a membership to come and work out of that space and work with other artists and designers or take a workshop out of that space and then have the facilities to and continue to create art out of it. So along with the grand opening, we'll be touring and having a reception up in that space as well. So like I say, that is January 15th at 7 p.m. So if somebody wants to buy a membership, what would be the cost and what would be the approach that they should take to the gallery, contact you, contact uh, the website? What would be the best the yeah, best way to say it? Go to our website, voidgallery.ca, or you can call or email me. My information's on the website, or it's michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, at voidgallery.ca. And yeah, that's a program that we're just getting started, but we're really excited for it. it like I say, an opportunity to have a space that's flexible and that you can rent on a per use basis. Again, when we were doing this sort of evaluating of how do we support the community, one of those aspects that came out is that a lot of artists have a studio or have a space that they can work in. I'm a printmaker. I can make my art other than the printing. I can create the plates. I can get the prints ready at home. I, I simply don't need a large studio for that. There are affordable studio spaces in the city. When it starts to become a challenge is when I want to hold an exhibition or you know, for a poetry group or a theater group to hold a small show, it, the, the 
idea of venue becomes a challenge. We're working with the Graphic Design Council of Canada, the Saskatchewan North Division, for example, to hold their Elevators exhibition, which is their uh, provincial awards. We're helping to co-host that along with Storefront in May. And it was about talking with them about, you know, sort of, I guess I would go back to my degree and the fact that part of the design process was this continual critique, this opportunity to not just receive a critique on finished work. When it can be hard to receive and can be hard to do anything about because the work's finished, but to have a critique throughout the process. And so could we create a space where at a low cost, designers could then work together and create work? And so that as you're designing, right right away, you just sort of turn to someone and say, hey, I've got this idea. Is this working? What would you change? And you start to brainstorm it quickly and then you move on. And it creates this really nice collaborative space. And again, it's also to help art and help design and help creative practices to be less of a solo, that sort of romantic notion of someone working alone in their studio. Let's again, let's bring this into the community. But the idea is basically that we'll have this space that could be rented out for either for people to come working collaboratively or to do a single event. You want to host an event, we can have a space that can be sort of malleable to a creative event or a bit more of a formal event and have that space for the communities. Anybody can buy a membership. Anyone can buy a membership. It depends on what you want to use. If you want to start using the printmaking equipment, then we'll have workshops on how to use equipment. You get vetted in and then you can come use the equipment on your own. We're still getting the workshops up and running. Uh, memberships will be $75 a month to start. Uh, try to keep it affordable and reasonable and come out and try it out. Yeah. That sounds exciting, as I said before. And can you repeat the website and the information of the grand opening? And we want everybody to welcome Boyd Gallery in their new location. It's in a fantastic uh, area that is the art scene in, in Saskatoon. Sure. Our, our website is simply voidgallery.ca. You can find us on social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're simply Void Gallery. You can reach me at 306-850-6545. Or my email address is michael at voidgallery.ca. Yeah. Great. And any last thoughts before we close the evening? No, I appreciate you taking the time to let me sit on this side, Alejandro. So thank you. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for listening to CFCR 90.5 FM, Saskatoon, and streaming live at cfcr.ca. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook on Frame Radio. And also available are all the radio programs from the past and upcoming in onframeradio.com. Have a great evening.